You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well in this glorious sunshine we're in at the moment. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you can be notified anytime we put new content on. We have videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. I wouldn't want you to miss any cracking videos, cracking guests, cracking interviews, cracking memories, um, including today's guest. Um, he played... 33 times to the club, five goals and two spells at the, at the club. He's club ambassador now. He's a lifelong hammer. It's Steve Bloody Jones. Hi, Jonah. How you doing, man? Good, Russ. You? Yeah, not bad. How's lockdown treating you? Everyone says it, but how is it treating you? Um, obviously, I've got an antiques place, so that's shut down for uh, the last three months. But I've been busy at work uh, on my job. So, yeah. luckily enough, I've kept kept working, really. A lot of people haven't, but... No. So it's been been fortunate, I suppose. Yeah, it is, it is what it is, isn't it? And luckily, we've got nice weather at the moment, so... Yeah, gorgeous. I've got a couple of days off now as well, Russ. Oh, so enjoy- you have timed this perfectly, my man. Perfectly. <laughs> well, I've got to go back <laughs> Thursday, but I'm half, I'm half thinking about a sickie. <laughs> yeah, well, well don't, don't say it on, like, on, a, on a video which is going off YouTube I'm or anything, Jonah, will you? I'm, I'm definitely going in, mate, don't worry. <laughs> Anyway, so um, you, I mean, the idea of the channel, obviously, we're talking to, to fans and players about about their their memories of the club, and obviously, you're in a unique position because you're not only played for West Ham, but you're a fan as well. So it's great to have you on, Jonah. Now, in terms of your fan journey, why West Ham? Why was West Ham your club, mate? Um, really, to be fair, Russ, um, all my family were West Ham. Um, and we started going up, obviously, I was in the North Bank to start with. Uh, we used to get slip in, the old dad was in first, the kid was in for free. We had boxes at the back of the North Stand. It weren't, it weren't every week, but we went, you know what I mean, we went a few times a season. And then it sort of kind of progressed to sort of, I ended up in the South Bank for a few games. Um, and then I sort of, I kind of, I, I kind of lost it for a little bit because I started playing mm. at a decent level. As, as a kid, so I, I missed, I totally missed a lot of like going to games and that really until obviously I started playing for the club. Mm. 
exactly exactly and then let, let, let's talk about that because that was you know obviously that was a quite a quite a jump weren't it mate you know it's like to, to end up playing for West Ham from where you were what's what was the story because obviously I loved hearing the story of how transfers happen because it's something you don't hear about you, you just see it in a paper you know someone signed for this and this and this how did it happen with you the first time it's a bit long-winded to be fair Russ there was um I'd scored I scored a lot of goals for Billericay for a couple of seasons yeah uh Sheffield United were watching me I went up there on trial South End tried to sign me, then Vic Jobson at the time, the owner, blocked it and said I weren't good enough, which was once again undermining the manager a little bit, but yeah. didn't do me no favours. And I, I had a trial game at West Ham and scored against Millwall, we won 5-2, a uh, reserve game. Um, so that was quite nice, beating them 5-2. But, yeah. um, and then it didn't really happen, I got an injury and I, I had a week's trial and then I sort of drifted away for a little while and... I think Harry had seen me play a few times and he was interested in me. And we ended up playing. Billericay played, West Ham sent a good team down to Billericay pre-season. And um, we drew five, five and I scored four. And, and I had an absolute stormer. Obviously, if you're scoring four again. And West Ham had a good side. Dixie was playing, Gary's. But I know it's pre-season. I know it's hard for pros uh, because obviously I've become one. But um, it was just one of the things that once that happened, I think Harry... When, when, the, when the meeting went back, because Harry's team went elsewhere, it was probably Margate, Harry's team, where, where the sub come, where the fan came on. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it kind of, uh, yeah, and then they went back to the thingy, and they asked, Harry had asked how I'd done the meeting, and they both said, oh, well, he scored four goals. And he went, and I think that was it, really. And then from then on, even though Billy was involved with a lot of it as well, yeah. uh, I think it was Harry's main influence, because he'd, uh, he'd asked about me a couple of times while he was Bournemouth manager. Yeah, and yeah. when Billy Bonds asked you to come and sign, you ain't saying no. Nah, exactly. Okay. Especially That's... to your team as well. Exactly, it, it must have been awesome. A great photo of us of me signing with Bonds. I've seen it. Time. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look about twelve. Yeah, yeah, I do. Really. <laughs> I wish I looked that young. <laughs> and and so, what yeah. was it like? Yeah. Obviously, being a being a West Ham fan, you know, signing for your boy, very Roy of the Rovers type stuff. What was it like that first training session, you know, at Chadwell Eve? Playing at West Ham, your club, you know, it must have been... To be honest with you, mate, on the pitch, it started very fast for me. Yeah. I came in, I scored a couple of goals on my debut and the, the fans really took to me. But mm. in all honesty, I don't really think I got a fair deal the first time I was there, like mm. appearances-wise, you know? Mm. Funny enough, the second time I come back, I was a better player, but it didn't really happen for me. I... I could have maybe could have scored twice at Arsenal on the opening day, but it didn't happen. And then it kind of went from there, and a, a bid come in for me, and it was it was you got to go again, really. Yeah. Basically, under Redknapp, that happens, you know. Mm. Uh, so, but um, it was crazy, really, because on the Tuesday night, I think uh, we played Wembley away, Billericay. We lost two 0 and I, I had a bad game to be honest. With you. I didn't play great, but yeah. Frank Lampard Senior was watching me, and as I was walking off, I was trudging a bit because I knew he was watching me, and he just winked at me and like just sort of nodded. Yeah. And then I signed on the Wednesday and was sub on the Saturday. Mental, mental, uh, and, and bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. But that seems to happen. Everyone I've interviewed, 
um, all the ex-players, it's exactly the same story. They're like signed on one day on the, on the Wednesday, or like you, and they're in the squad for the Saturday. Or they're uh, when I interviewed Lee or Rossini, like Friday he'd signed, he, he was he was in the squad on the Saturday, and it just means yeah. it's just it's so it happens so quickly. You know, nowadays it wouldn't happen that quickly, would it? The squads are so small then. Mm. You know, I mean, I think if you bring someone in and there's five subs and you've got ten players and you've signed someone for oh, okay, only twenty five grand, but yeah. you, why wouldn't you throw them on the bench? Yeah, you yeah, signed totally. them. In the, so, I mean, I'm a big because obviously my boy's in West Ham. He's he's under 15s now, and yeah. he's doing really well. Um, but it's very hard for him now. It's very, very hard. There's like 30, 25 players of his age group. To, to, to come through that system is, mm. is going to take some doing. Mm. You're right. And then obviously with the influx of, of foreign-based players and stuff, it makes it harder for the, for the, the, sort of the homegrown talent to come through, doesn't it? I know there's, I know there's restrictions on, on how many, you know, in, in terms not, of players. There's not, there's not really restrictions, no. though, is there, Russ? We, we don't have to play. We don't have to field seven or eight English or no. uh, Britain players which mm. we should do it should be seven or eight british players and three and then uh, then i think it works in our favor yeah we can start blooding a few youngsters and you've seen what it does to most teams if they do do that it can mm. be a success yeah no definitely definitely we, we see it time and time again don't we especially yeah, we at west Ham. yeah and, and 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 you know and when we do have one or two or or six at one point where we had like you know the golden era of all like Joe and that lot, you know, they, it makes a big difference. And that's why I think people took to you, Steve, because it was like, you're a West Ham fan, a West Ham boy playing for your club. It's like everyone who's those 30 odd thousand at Upton Park would have traded their shit, the shelf, their back to be in your position. And do you know what I mean? I think that's what, that's what West Ham fans love to see is a West Ham boy playing for his club. Um, yeah, of course. And I think West Ham fans mainly if, if you put effort in Russ sometimes you don't you don't have to be playing well mate no you know I mean we all have bad games and to the start of my career I had more bad games than I good for sure you know what I mean but if you put a shift in nobody can say nothing and at the moment the team I'm seeing that uh, the current team they're not doing that mate mm. and if they continue to do that they will get we will get relegated yeah you know or, or we'll be right in it which we are yeah yeah got to put a shift in. If you don't put a shift in, in other teams up the ante a little bit and put a bit more work in, mm. uh, they're going to beat you. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I, and even more so in, this, in these strange times, you haven't got the, like, the fans to, to, to feed off anymore. So you've got, it's, it's more about mental strength, isn't it, really, at the moment? Yeah, you know as well as I do, Russ, West Ham fans, when the team are on the ascendancy, there's no better. You know what I mean? It's electrifying. You've seen it yourself. We've seen it time and time again. I've played under the lights, like thrilling games, you know? Even just, you know, just the atmosphere and that is totally, totally electric. But yeah. you've got to be playing well to do that. True. Very true. And, you, and you're right. When it's not going, not going well, particularly Upton Park, it was a very lonely place, I imagine, as a player. I had a couple of bad games, mate. It weren't easy. No. No, well, particularly, well, to be honest, your, your, spe- your second spell, as you said, you didn't have a good rub, rub of the green, to be honest, you know, you, you, in terms of strike partners, arguably as well, you know, and it just, as you said, you came back, you came back as a better player, but I don't think the team was, was better when you came back, if that made sense. Uh, probably, it was, it was a decent team, but it was a bit crazy. I remember Paolo Futre, funny enough, I do mention him in my team, an incredible player, us. 
European yeah. Football Year twice, he comes to us with no knees. Yeah. So, so he was never going to play much. But I remember him turning up. We was, we was at Haynall on the uh, cross country. He was about yeah. to run. He turned up in a stretch limo. <laughs> the old window went down. He had a cigar. I think, yeah, no, he had a cigarette. He smoked a cigarette. He threw his cigarette out the window. The window went up. He got out of the car. We'd done one little lap warm-up, two little laps warm-up. He got back in the car, ran the window down, lit another cigarette up and drove home to the hotel. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, he was definitely, for me, he was, I, I don't think people realise how good he was, Russ. No. No, but exactly. we obviously got the, the, the real, real end of his career, yeah. you know? So, but an incredible player. Look, yeah. I've seen a couple of training sessions I've never seen before. No, I could Frightening. Imagine. I could he imagine. was the European Maradona, wasn't he? He was. He was. You know, he really was. He was. He was that good. But as you saw, we did. As as always, the way with West Ham. Yeah. Um, you don't. Yeah. You never see the best. There's only a couple of players where you've seen the best of them. You know, um, we we either get them at when they're beginning their career or when they're ending their career. Very. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can only think of yeah, maybe we, two. We, we, we do normally get a lot of players that excel at the beginning of their career. Yeah. More no, so no. than. More so than later players coming in and doing well, you know. Yeah. We've seen Chad, right partners, Mike Newell, very good player. I had mm. four games with him, Russ, he was woeful. Mm. And I, mate, I'm, don't get me wrong, yeah, I'm, he's probably the worst partner I played with, but Mike Newell was a good player. But yeah. for me, he, he had a shocking time with us. Yeah, no, he did. It just nothing happened for him at all. So, mm. um, which, which happens to strikers, of course. Yeah. And even more so for strikers, isn't it? If you, if 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 it's not if it's not working, you're not scoring. It's like that's that's your job, really, isn't it? It's it's like yeah, a, yeah. and that's the trouble, well, isn't it? Don't have to be scoring because one of the players in my team, Trevor Morley. Sometimes you can be an outstanding team player where you're picked without scoring, yeah. but you are judged on goal and assists, really. Yeah. So you have to do. If you're a forward, you've got to do something in the final third. If you don't, then you, you ain't going to be a forward for long, are you? No, very true, very true. Now, obviously, you, when you played for both, you know, both spells, obviously, you had a few characters in the team. There's a few characters in that squad. And I think it... And, and, it's sorry, and I say that... What, what, what baptism fire ride? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Signing, signing as a pro, wet behind the ears, mate, as a footballer. Wow. There was a lot of characters in that squad. Very much so. Very My first Game I was sub, I didn't get on. Uh, I was walking out of the dressing room, uh, obviously dressed up, ready to go. Dixie taps me on the shoulder. Jonesy, let's go out, mate. Uh, yeah, cool, right? No worries. Gets in his car. Car opens up, bottle of JD. Obviously, it's not advertising that now, but it, that's what it was in them day. Yeah. You know, you had a few JDs. We're going to pick the best power. Went and picked the best power up, drove up to Tots, had a night in South End. And uh, that's... On my, on my first, after being there four days, and then Dixie start doing something like that, it kind of meant like kind of meant quite a bit to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dixie did. It was probably one of them. It was probably one of them. You probably see how hard it was for me, mm. and it was one of them. Keep keep working at it, sort of thing. Mm. No, because you're that. new to it. So. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, you, lot of, I mean, you probably to Dixie for that. Yeah, well, I think, he, yeah, I mean, he's, he, and for coming from Dixie meant a lot for you as a fan as well, because obviously what Julian sort of means to the club as well, and if he's putting you under his wing, so to speak, it's, yeah, 
it's not. I think person. it was just you brought me out, Russ. It was one of them. You, you knew mm. how hard it was for me coming from there to there, and it was like, here you go. Let's, let's like sort of get you used to it and out and about, and and just generally just being like really a decent fella, you know. Yeah. Which which helped me massively because the first year was very hard for me because I was even though I turned up as a goal scorer and I was a good player, I paced and this that. I weren't as good as them because I'm not trained every day, you know. And and it took a long time to to uh, get into. It's probably took 18 months for me to even get match sort of fit and training fit. Mm. You know, I remember Alvin Martin, mate. I, one of my first training sessions, we was in a circle, it was one against one, and uh, I don't, Russ, I don't think I touched the ball for like five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I mean, you got. We're talking about an England international. Yeah, who's playing for 20 years, mate? He just played me off the park. Yeah. Bounced the ball off me, played nuts me, this, that, the other. I, I, I think I, I crawled off the circle because <laughs> I was so tired for trying to catch him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was twice as good that win. Yeah. So, no, I get that. I, and, and, I, weren't, I weren't in the football brain at the time. No, it's a, it's a different mentality. It must be a completely different mentality from playing, you know, non-league, you know, and, and then to play, you know, where is your, your job is to play football. And it must be yeah. so bizarre to flip that switch, so to speak, because you'd be, gra- you know, as well as playing football, you're grafting as well. So it's like doing, you know, not having to do that, but playing football, it must be sort of a bit of a, bit of a head butt, to be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you have to come back in and, and obviously you have to get used to training five days a week. Uh, another situation I had when I was at the club, Alex Bunbury. Uh, I mean, we used, we used to work very hard, Russ. Paul mm. and the reserves, really hard. There was, if you weren't in that squad, you ran... You done. You started on the corner flag. You did a lap of the pitch around the back of the goals. You had a minute, a minute's rest. You went again. You done it 10, 20 times. So it was real hard graft. And I remember when we signed Alex Bunbury, and he went in the squad for the first week. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, it was easy for me because I could run. Like people like Peter Butler, running was quite easy for me, Russ. But he, after he done one lap, second lap, he's three minutes. And the, 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 He's nowhere near it. Everyone else is doing the times and he's three and a half minutes for a lap of the pitch after the second one. And I could, all I can remember is Harry saying to Bill, oh, what have we signed here? What have we signed? He can't run. He can't run. And he, well, bearing in mind, this, this guy was, once again, held in high recognition, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah we yeah. played half a million pound for him from, Mar- from, I think, Maritima, I think. Something like that, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a big signing. He was a big yeah, he was a big signing. But it wasn't good when he couldn't run around the pitch twice, no. so especially in this game exactly. or the British game. Exactly, and obviously, you know, you mentioned you mentioned uh, mentioned butts. Obviously, I, you know, obviously we've we had we've interviewed butts. Yeah, I watched watch butts. I watched Yeah, watch create cra- the crazy life of Peter Butler. Um, but obviously, you you two got quite close. You know, you were sort of, you drive partners together, weren't you? He'd pick you up and stuff, wouldn't he, and vice versa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the whole time that Butts was there, virtually, I, I virtually went in for it, uh, went in with him. And uh, yeah. uh, once again, I, mate, I've not got no higher words about Butts, mate. An outstanding player, yeah. an outstanding person. And uh, I love the way he played. He, yeah. he, he's my 11. Yeah. I love the way he played. He'd tackle, get up, he'd go again. And he could play as well, Russ. And he, he had the, the simple... He, he could win the ball, mate, and he knew when to give it. Yeah, simple. And, and, and that was part of that promotion on the 92, 93 mm. season, which, luckily enough, I think I played nine or ten games with sub-appearances in it. Um, yeah. Scored a couple of goals. It, it was a, a very... Obviously, I was never going to play towards the end. They signed David Speedy. 
Clive Allen coming, I think. Yeah. So there were some high caliber strikers there, Russ, for the time, you know. So I got the odd sub appearance at the end, but I was never going to play a lot. But uh, yeah, no, that was an outstanding team, and Butts, Butts was a big part of that. Yeah, he was. And I can imagine, I can imagine all those. Go on. Great fella. Great yeah. Fella. I can imagine you and him having a good old chat on the A127. Can't oh. drink, mate. Two <laughs> drinks in the I remember, I remember going out a couple of times. The people used to put beers on his head, Russ. Because he was, after two or three beers, mate, he was snoring. <laughs> well, he tells me he can't tell his every time. Because when we had when we interviewed him, because obviously he's in Liberia at the moment. And, and his, yeah, his apartment, yeah. like, backs onto he the beach. Still... Yeah, yeah. And he was having, he was, out, he was going for a couple of beers afterwards, and he said, "Don't tell the wife." And I said, "Well, a bit like you just said, where you said you were going to throw a sickie." I said, "Well, you've just done it on on YouTube, mate. So if your wife hears it, he's like, can we edit that?" We're now? both, we're both guilty, mate. Both guilty. You mentioned mentioned about your eleven. Obviously, what's what's really cool of the elevens from the players' perspective is we get a totally different perspective from the play from the fans' perspective because you know, as you said, you know, for example. Butts, for example, Butts, a, a classic example. He's appeared in lots of players' eleven, but not necessarily in the fans' eleven because uh, it, yeah, well, because yeah. he does a lot of the he does a lot of the, the the work which might not be appreciated. You know what I mean? But by the fans, but the players know how good a player he was. So that's what's yeah, quite nice yeah. about the difference. So I, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't think the fans didn't realise what a good player was he was, and I think the fans always lo- loved him. Oh, as definitely, well. I loved him. But, but he wouldn't be. He's not a standout player. I know, yeah, you know, that's what I mean. He's not going to twist and turn the game, even though he scored in a couple of games, funny enough, mm. what I played in. He, he weren't the player that was known for getting forward, being creative. You know, he, he, was, he, was, a, he, was, a, he was a grafter. Yeah. He was Jules Paris. Jules Paris. With, uh, they, they both could play. There's no question about that. But they also put in a tremendous shift in. No, totally. And, and, and actually, I've, that's, that's exactly how I feel, felt about uh, not just Butts, because oh, I always thought of Butts because he was the first player I ever met, shook, shook hands at a junior hammer birthday party. When, I've, heard, I've done a few of them parties. I know. Could you imagine that happening now? You know, y- your daughter's having a birthday party and Anderson comes in and shakes. That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. No, no, but, I, 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 I doubt you'd get him there, would you? No, exactly. You wouldn't get him. You wouldn't get him there. And that's and so, but obviously, watching, obviously, we haven't known football until recently. Uh, and having like watched a load of old football, back again I could appreciate it through older eyes so like you know that 92 93 season that was all my main like that's when I sort of got into football West Ham um, yeah, and it yeah. was and it was like you know it was the strikers it was you it was it was speedy it was Clive Allen it was it was you know Bish it was people like that um, but watching back it, as you said now I now appreciate people like Butler more, I appreciate Breaker more, people like that who <laughs> did a did a lot of the sort of the the donkey work, so to speak, which as a kid I wouldn't look at because it's all about the goals and it's all about the flashy players. But actually now well, you appreciate it takes me back to my my childhood, mate. Yeah. I, mate, I was obviously a West Ham fan. I West Ham family was all West Ham. We weren't at times. But at the FA Cup final, Russ, I was the person that scored the winning goal. Now, yeah. whether he be Spurs, whether he be, no, not Spurs, whether he be Arsenal <laughs> or whoever, Alan Sunderland or Brian Robson, yeah. that, that day you go out of the park and you'd emanate that player and you'd be that player that scored the winning goal in the FA Cup final. Exactly. But that's what, I think that's what it was about. And obviously, Brooking as well yeah. in 80. You know, I mean, I was 10 years old, so I would have been Trevor Brooking diving header. You know, yeah. that's the way we were. 
when we was kids. That's what we did. We played football on the grain. Yeah. Knocked down. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but that's that's what it was about then. Webley doubles. I used to love Webley doubles. Um, yeah, no, oh, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. You'd always... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I think, I think, I think most, kids, most kids would have been the same back then, Russ. Of course. Of course. And he's... Well, I, I remember we used to because play yeah, when... Cup final. Yeah. Oh. And it was all spectacle. Yeah, it was a match. It's not yeah, now. You got up on a Saturday morning and you watched it from 9am. Yeah. And it was the bit right to the game. You know, but now, obviously, times have changed, mate. Champions League's overtaken. FA Cup's not important. The League Cup's even less important, mm. which, which is quite sad, really, because I think they're two great trophies. Yeah, no, definitely. And you're right. I mean, now it's like the FA Cup is on, like, I don't know, 5.30 on a Saturday and it's like, well, after the, after a Premier League programme, you know, they had like a week, you know, and it's just, you know, I think, although, although saying that, obviously when we went in 2006, that was obviously a big day for West Ham, you know, because we weren't used to it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we hadn't been there for yeah. a long time. And uh, I, went to, I went to that, yeah. That was just, yeah. I mean, I, I always loved, I always loved going to Cardiff. I thought Cardiff was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, day, it was. A bit of a day out, you know. What I mean, it's like we're even Wembley. I find it a bit boring. I find Wembley a bit boring. I find it a bit, um, just a bit sort of sad, really. I think. Whereas Cardiff, I find a lot more everyone together, everyone together. Yeah. You know, it's almost like that old school. A bit like, a bit like when people talk about Upton Park to London Stadium. You know, you know that to Cardiff. Yeah. It was like you got in the middle. You got the stadium right in the middle of all the pubs and everything. Whereas, you know, yeah, Wembley's yeah. a bit corporate. But hey ho. It is what it is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know, I know what you're saying about London Stadium. I, th- I think it'll work there in the end. Yeah, if I mean, they get them stands, so if they can break that tire pulling gap and bring it closer a bit, yeah. you've got yourself a pucker stadium. I think we have. Yeah, which I'm sure, which, which I'm sure, sooner or later, whether it be the uh, owners in charge now, or if there is a next one, whether it be, it will happen. And, and it will bring it all back. And, and once again, Russ, football's about uh, players and, and, and teams going on the pitch and, and putting a performance in that, that warrants the atmosphere that West Ham fans give it. And they haven't done that for a little while. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. You have to perform with West Ham fans. You're in, you're in no better place. I've been to the London Stadium, the Chelsea game, the Spurs game. Electrifying. Yeah. You know? Because because we're put performance in against a good side, and yeah. that's what needs to happen. And hopefully, it'll happen sooner rather than later. If the team are performing, the stadiums are lasting on people's minds. Yeah, that's basically it. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah. It, ain't, it ain't up to park. It ain't as good as up to park. No, it's different. It can, yeah, it can be better in the future if they improve the stands. Yeah, and 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 the harshest thing is, and I've said it lots of times before, when people ask me about the stadium move, is it's not, and it's you know, it's it's not really for our generation. Joe, it's for it's for your daughter, my daughter. It's for the younger generation yeah, moving cool. forward, um, yeah, cool. and that's and that's we, hard we, to take. We've been the worst of it, Russ. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It's a new move to a new stadium. Mm. Exactly. Hopefully, once it's bought, we own it. It'll become decent. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think it's all there. All the pieces are there. Just got that puzzle. Just got to be put together properly. The pieces are there. That's no doubt about that. We've got the fan base. You've got the infrastructure. The travel. Yeah. I mean, you know, Upton yeah. Park was was falling apart. Bless her. She was great, but she was falling apart. And if that district line's buggered, you are buggered to get out of Upton yeah. Park, in it. And so people forget yeah. about those things. You know, that massive queue down Upton Park when it's pissing down with rain. We've lost. 
you know, four nil against I don't know Swansea yeah. the last game of the season. You know, funny, there were some funny there were some funny times in them queues. I was a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. There's a lot of character. There. I mean, Gary Firmingham, people like that, Phil Daniels that I knew, obviously because I used to get the train anyway. So right. I got to know Land and Sea Boys and all the fans and guys really, you know. So it was a good atmosphere along that road. They are fun. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun times. But you, but you know, nowadays you, you're right. The game's moved on. It's modern. It's all about infrastructure. It's all about transport links. It's all about getting loads of fans in. And yeah, I mean, I, as you said, the pieces are all there. And hopefully, you know, get this season out of the way. Uh, get everyone. God knows when we all go back in there. But I think once we all get back into the stadium, I think it will mean people will be a bit more. Bit more acceptance, you know what I mean? Because it's everyone will be together, be 60,000 people there singing yeah. bubbles together, and yeah. it'll be. I think you know, it's, it's opened people's eyes to um, this whole pandemic around you know, appreciating the smaller things. And you know, Peter said to me, you know, West Ham in the last few years is like a chore going to the London Stadium, but it's a chore they want to do again, they want to go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. same as me on Saturday, going there, you know, yeah, it's like, that's that comes with West Ham, doesn't it? It does. If you're a West- and you, you will continually go, won't you? Yeah, it's not about the football at West Ham. If it was about the football, we, none of us would be West Ham fans. No. Because we've won no, fuck all since. It's all about the football beforehand, but yeah. now it's not so about the football. No, no. But I think that will come again, Russ. Once we get a decent side and mm. the stadium gets sorted, I think you've got, you've got a lot, you said, you've got a no better place to have a stadium. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Anyway, let's crack on to this 11. <laughs> We've had a little deviation to the stadium discussion. Let's go back. Right, let's go for this 11 then, Jonah. Who's in goal for the Jones 11? That's what I want to know. There's only one goalkeeper for me, mate. Ludo, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I had two spells there, but Ludo was, mate, professional, unbelievable. And, and a sponsored Skoda, mate. It don't get no better. <laughs> exactly. And I, or, Another Skoda. Oh, bless him. Yeah, I think it was, was it, was it Butts? And I was talking to, talking to Butts uh, and he was talking about Martin Allen. Martin Allen, no, it wasn't Butts, tell you, it was Kevin Keane. And, and Martin Allen had a, had a um, his car was sponsored by Allen, Allen Ford, round by Romford oh, on the, on the yeah, roundabout. Yeah. And he yeah, was getting... Yeah, a few of them had Fords from uh, sponsors yeah. then. And I, I, bought, I bought my car from there. I'm, I live in Ormchurch, so, I, I, so you know, keeping the, keeping the, you know, keeping the tradition going. Um, but he'd get a phone call every every month from Alan Fords to say there'd been a complaint about his driving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's That's quite right. <laughs> right. So we'll put Ludo in goal. Let's go left back. Here we got. I could probably guess left back, but who we got left back, Jonah? Yeah, we got Dixie left back, mate. Yeah. Don't really need. Very much well, we can say what we want, mate. Fantastic player, mm. great, great lad. Uh, and he's, 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 oh, oh, it's good to see him continually do well as well. Yeah, it's good to see that Slav, who's uh, well, once again, he's in my side coming up, which is surprise a few. Um, they've, they've done together, they've stayed together, and they've, they've done really well. Nice. It was unlucky, Birmingham, Russ, to be honest with you. I think it was such a great season the last season at the Bowling that. I don't think that worked in their favour. No, and the stadium as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree totally. But it worked. I mean, that last season, 
as you said, Upton Park, all the stars aligned, didn't they, a little bit? You had the right manager, you had the right yeah. assistant manager, you had the right star player, and it just all yeah. worked. And unfortunately, I think the bar was almost raised too high, assuming, okay, we're going to the next level, not realising that everything's going to be different. Uh, and yeah. every team that yeah. moves from stadium, that first season is always awful. You know, when, well, when Arsenal like, moved. Spurs and... now. Look yeah. at Arsenal. They're struggling them too, aren't they? Yeah. You know what no. I mean, Arsenal really struggling, Russ. Yeah, they you are. Know? Big table material if they ain't careful. Yeah. You know, so it is, when you do go to a big stadium, it, it does bring a, a, a different, you then need a special team. Yeah. And I think like the Matt likes of Man City have had that with Guardiola. Yeah. I think he, he's put the team on the, on the pitch that warrants that stadium. And I think Klopp's probably done the same at Anfield. Yeah, no, I agree totally. Right, we'll put Dixie in. Let's go. Let's yeah. go right back. Who we got right back then, Steve? Robots right back. <laughs> I know who the robot is now. I didn't know who he was the first time. Martin Allen looked to me like I was an idiot. So I know it's yeah. Timmy. <laughs> Absolutely, machine. Had a good player as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great trainer. Once again, he went on to do a bit of coaching in the game, and I think he's still in the game, Russell. Yeah, he? yeah, he is. He's. Uh... God, I can't remember who he is, but he is because we interviewed him and he was a lovely guy. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely still in the game. So that, and that's good. And that's a testament of how good these players are when they, can, yeah. you know, they're still going, you know, still going, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, well, well but, Pots, Pots is not in my team. Even no. Obviously, I put him on the bench if I had five, but yes. Potsy Warren's being in there as well. Yeah. The fact that it's right back and Tim was so strong there, mate. Potsy, Potsy seemed to play more centre half when I was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely. And, uh, obviously, I picked other centre halves. Yeah, of course, of course, right. So, who are those centre halves? Who's your first centre half then, then, Steve? Alvin's first centre half, mate. Yeah. Must Arguably be. one of the best centre halves I've seen play the game. Really? Uh, and, I, and I see him towards the end of his career as mm. well, once again. So, but just an incredible player, mate. And I can see why he played for England. Yeah. And I was probably surprised that he didn't play more for England, you know? Just a, and a top fella. Yeah. And a top fella. West Ham in his blood. 100% every game uh, would die for the club and a player of great ability. Yeah. So it don't, don't really get no better, does it? Nah, no, you don't. And and uh, I think you've already said he's, he's going to eat part of his... He'll be in that first training session, so... <laughs> exactly. He's already set the mark for you, didn't he, to be honest, that first training session. Right, who's your partner? Is your partner, is it Slav, you said? Yes, yeah, I'm putting Slav in there, mainly for, obviously, the second spell. Mm. Uh, he, he done great for Croatia. Up, up Croatia, he, he done great for West Ham. But I think the, the pound notes become ringing when he, when Everton yeah. uh, come knocking, and I don't think he could turn it down. But no. a very old centre half, good player, mm. um, uh, very modern day centre half. To be honest, he's fitting mm. quite nicely nowadays, Russ. Yeah, and his coaching, and you can see his footballing brain how he's done with his coaching and his managing. Oh, definitely. And just you can see how, particularly when he was our manager, you know, there was a real team spirit. Do you know what I mean? It's like a togetherness. Um, and yeah. you can see that's, that came through. And obviously, as you said, he was in Eamon when he was in you know, the Croatian national team, you know, and he was always, you know, it was, it was unusual to have a, an international player for West Ham, so to speak, in that respect, you know, from Croatia. Yeah, yeah. So he, was good, he was a good lad. He was a good lad. But an outstanding player, mate, top fella. Mm. Um, and just generally, I thought I'd slot him in there. Really, I could have. It could have been. I could have had Gally, Potsy. I could have had quite a few people. Really, yeah. But I threw Slav in for a bit, bit diversity. Right? Oh, I like bit it. Diverse. That's good shit. That's nice. Right. Okay. Let's go midfield and let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go left mid. Left mid. Who we got left mid? 
I struggled with left big, mate, and I was going to throw someone that I never played with, uh, Dimitri Payet, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kevin King. Yeah. Because I played with him a bit, um, not not loads, Russ, but a, a really exceptional footballer, and, and once again the same as Alvin, hundred uh, percent, really good player, great footballer, and, and, and a top top. And I remember jumping him for the first goal. If I look at the video, he can't hold me. I'm obviously full. <laughs> Stone, he's tiny, he wobbles backwards and then crush him. So, so I always quite remember that from our first goal. But uh, no, the top player and top fella as well. Yeah, good shout. Put Keno in. Okay, let's go. Let's go the other side. Let's go right mid then, Steve. Tough again. I flirted with Matthew Rush because I, I had two seasons with him in the reserves, Rush, and I got to know Rushy well. We were good, good mates, and he done well when he came in at times as well. Yeah. But gone with Martin Allen. And the reason I've gone on the right of him, obviously you understand when the two centre midfielders come, that uh, I couldn't leave him out, really. Yeah. Infectious. Infectious. Great character. Um, then, once again, we've, we've said that before about players. Just, just, just an exceptional character. Crazy. Made you laugh every day of training. Yeah. Which, is a, which, which helps the dressing room. Rust. West Ham had four or five, six players like that at the time. Yeah. You know? There were some strong characters there, like you said. Uh, so, but no. Uh, and a better player. Uh, once again, a lot of people think he was just a tackling. Mm. But he was, he was a good player, mate. He scored goals. He, he got did. forward. He could play, mate. Uh, yeah. And he, he, like all these players on this uh, thing, other than one of them, uh, 100% every game. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, definitely. We'll put Mad Dog in. Yeah, good shot. Okay, let's go Let's go for your centre mids then. You've alluded to him. Who are we going to have in the centre mid positions then, Steve? Uh, uh, first. Yeah. Uh, set three of my five goals up that I played at West Ham. Uh, exceptional player. Exceptional fella. You know what I mean? Once again, that dressing room at the time with the likes of all, all them boys, mate, was, was an outstanding atmosphere. And, mm-hmm. and Rusty... All hard workers, all, all, and at the time of them, in them days, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of boozing going on. There was yeah. a, there was a lot of, but there was a lot of graft going on. They'd come mm. in on the Monday, and like obviously you've heard the mince one. I remember yeah. most everyone had extra strong mints or polos, you know, because most people were on the piss at the weekend after yeah. the game. Yeah. That, that come with it, and obviously the likes of Aaron that would pick up on it, and, and they wouldn't be too pleased with it. And obviously Bonzo, you'd never go near Bonzo if you were stinking the booze. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, really, really exceptional. But when you look at that midfield, there's some, there's, there's some, there's some characters in that midfield and that defence, mate. It was a, it was good times for West Ham. Them, them sort of two years I was there to start yeah. with. Even I was out quite a bit, Russ, and I was playing more reserves. Uh, it was an eye-opener, mate, because like yeah. I said, there, there was some strong characters there. Dixie well, it, being, Dixie yeah. being the main one, really. They didn't yeah. tell Dick, he told them what to do, you know? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what Mad Dog said. It was, it was like that, Russ. Yeah. You know, if Dixie wanted to have a crate of beers in the back and uh, a bus, and he would do, you know what I mean? Brilliant. So, it was, it was quite funny at times, that sort of thing, but that's never going to happen now, Russ. So no, no it's maybe not. We, we grew up in quite a good era with that. I think you did, crack. yeah. I don't think they have such a good laugh now, do you? No. No, and I think that comes across, and I've said it on lots of these videos, that the one thing that's come out of all of this is, 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 is there's, a, there's a lack of, of, of characters in, in the yeah. game now. Yeah. Um, not just West Ham, yeah. but across. Obviously, 
I played for other clubs and I remember I played in the Charlton playoff and the year we went up. Once again, that team, um, a lot of British players, yeah. a lot of British players and a lot of characters. Mm. Uh, and that's what got the team up at the time, like all these, you know, you, you see it with a lot of clubs, uh, clubs that have come up through the leagues. It's like, like uh, what Eddie Howe's done. Yeah, you know? true. He's got characters together, he knows his players. A, mm. bit, a bit different now. Admittedly so, and Eddie's done a great job, of course. But you know, it was it, it was a lot of bonding then, and teams were driven by team spirit uh, and stuff like that, and characters, and and the yeah. and the fans loved it well, Russ, as you know. They did, they did. You're right, and it's like you 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 can associate yourself with players, you know, like 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 guys like you and guys like Bish and Mad Dog. You you know, the fans could associate them. Obviously, they could associate them more than nowadays. I can't reassociate really myself with Felipe Anderson and Sebastian Haller. No. They're they're foreign based no. players, and there's not that sort of you know, it's not against that at all. But the thing is, it's just, you don't have that closeness that you did with the players because then it's hang around, you know. I mean, Gailey said when I interviewed him that every year was a testimonial year for him, for his, in the team. And that's what you got. You got like a real bond. You don't get that anymore now. And the ones that do stand, you know, stand out like Mark Noble and, and, you know, I mean, Winston Reed's been around for 10 years almost now. Yeah, um, and it just and it's 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 just you know it's strange, and I think that's why there's sometimes a disconnect between players and the fans is because the game's yeah. different now, and they all bugger off after three years. Same as the managers, really, as well. You know, Russ, yeah, Russ, you know as I do, Philippe Anderson's on 150 grand a week, mate. Mm. Now, if you if you're on, they're, they're, footballers have become rock stars. Yeah, you know, what I mean, they've become virtually untouchable, mate. Whereas rock stars now have to graft, they have to go and do concerts because they don't get dough for music. No. You know what I mean? So it's kind of tough. But football are rock stars now. Yeah. It's, it's mega, mega money. If you reach the top, you've only got to have one season, Russ, and you're a multi-millionaire. True. It's, that's, that's the way it is now. It's, yeah. You know, it's a very fortunate. Them players are very fortunate, mate. Very yeah. fortunate. Yeah. And sometimes good. I think the fans get frustrated. And I, myself being a fan, I do. Because when you see them players that are on them sort of money and, and they don't even sweat and they don't even run up and down mm. and try... Don't get me wrong, they're good players. We know they are. They've got great yeah. ability. But when they don't do that, it's like, hold on here. You're on 150, 130, 110, 90 grand a week, and you're not, you're not trying to leg here. Yeah. And that's, and, and you, you can see it, the performances at the moment it ain't good enough. Yeah. But it's, it's, like it's, I said before earlier, they've got, they've got to pull their finger out. Yeah, we will. We, we will. I think we will. You've got to play for the club, Russ. And yeah. yeah. You've got to play you, for the badge. You've got to play for the badge. And, I think, and you're right. I yeah. think that's why people get frustrated when players don't play for the badge. And no, unfortunately, no. it's 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 a nature of the game now. As you said, players can move. You know, they can throw their throw their dummies out of the out of the pram yeah. and, and move. And so, well, well, let's be fair. One of our best players, probably from the likes of since the likes of Brooking and Bonzo and Devo, Dimitri Payet, mate. Yeah. You know, look what happened there. Exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what went on in his private life. Will it ever come out? Who knows? But the way it just turned so quickly from being arguably one of the best seasons I've ever seen from a West Ham player for a long, long time yeah. to coming on strike. Yeah, true. Incredible. But mm. it was, which, which was a shame, really, because um, he was an outstanding talent. It would have been nice to have him there for two or three seasons. Yeah, or, or even if he didn't strike. You know, or or strike and, and they sold him in January, whatever. You know, it, it's the way players leave nowadays, isn't it? You know, people accept yeah. people will move in the same way that you know, I'll move from one job to another. 
you know, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a career for them rather than a passion, it seems, and I think that's yeah, that's what yeah. happens. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, Russ, right, when man. I moved from the when I yeah. moved from the club, um, I, the second spell, I played a few games. It didn't quite happen. No. Charlton's me for half a million. You know what Harry's like. He's not going to turn that down. He's only paid two hundred grand for me. He's going to move me on, Flip and it, hopefully yeah. that part of that money went towards the Hearts and the Kitson mm. that, that revived them seasons. You know. Yeah. Even though I only had six games that season, that bit of dollar I think helped out in, in them causes, which obviously helped the club out. So yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. moving on, you can't really, you can't really stop it. No, you can't, you can't. And but as you said, it's, it's the way people move. It's like if if, if Dimi went on strike or you know I'm out of it, and it's all those maverick players. You have to take yeah. the rubber the green. I mean, yeah. everyone, for, yeah, Paolo only came to us because he pushed a referee over. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, so, and, and Dimmy funny, came funny to enough, us doing the same thing funny, he left. Funny enough, Russ, that referee, I don't think he left again, right? But his game, his comeback game was at Cholton, uh, and I was at Cholton at the time, a reserve game at the training ground. Oh, yeah. And when it turned up, the whole of the Cholton dressing room was singing, Paolo Di Canio. Just for a simple fact, we know why. But it was hilarious, hilarious mate. Oh, and that's, once again, that's Charlton fans, Charlton players singing out about a West Ham player, but yeah. just to give a bit of stick to the referee, yeah. which was which was warranted, really, because the fall over was probably one of the most <laughs> extravagant blows of I've ever seen in my life. And it was, man. It was very good. Yeah, Did he ever come back? Did he ever come I back? I don't know. I think he must have done. I think he must have done. Because didn't... I, mean, I think he did. He must have done. I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, he did, didn't injure himself. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a fall, was no, it? No, no. And obviously, famously, wasn't it? Was it Razor and Razor and Ian Wright did the celebration the, the oh, day yeah. after, didn't they? But they yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the team. We put Bish in. Who's the other centre mid? Uh, Peter Butler. Peter Butler, of course. I should have just guessed that. But Peter Butler. A very workman like centre midfield. Mm. Very a bit of talent, a bit of goals in there, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of work in there. That's a good centre midfielder. A lot, lot of graft, lot of graft there, that's for sure. Yeah, lot, right. Yeah. Up front, playing yourself. I'm going, with, I'm going with one one. One one, okay. Go on in. I'm going Paolo Futre. Yeah. Because of uh, because of one really training session I had with him, and sure. I'll, 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 I'll to you. and yeah. uh, and Trevor Morley up top on his own. Oh, nice. And, and to bear in mind, I, I, I jotted down five subs. I put myself as which I was generally anyway, so that kind of worked. <laughs> but I got I got Tony Cotty, Clive Allen, Kenny Brown, and Steve Potts. Oh, as, nice good bench. I, was, I mean, Clive Allen and Tony Cotty are subs. Mm. Incredible, really, isn't it? Well, it is. You see the players. I mean, the players you played with. You know, you you, you read through. <laughs> Get on, no, you probably wouldn't stay to be honest. To be honest, when you've got TC and Clive Allen, I mean, what was it? Uh, oh, so it might have been, it might have been Mad Dog, or it might have been Keno, was saying that Clive Allen was was the best finisher they saw at the club. They said he was. Well, you know what? You know what? That's I had one training session. Uh, well, I tell a lie. I stayed behind quite a bit, and Clive, me, once again, this is this is typical. He said, "Jones, you come, we're going to an hour." And we used to do a thing. We'd be like 18, 22 yards out and he'd stand in front of you. You'd be back to goal, six, ten balls and he'd drop them over your shoulder and you had to turn half volley, volley, whatever on the six. Russ, honestly, to start with, I was woeful. But 
the more I did it, the faster I improved. Very much so. Yeah. But Clive Allen, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Bottom corner, top corner, rattled the bar, rattled the post. Every single one, Russ, was just, honestly, it was like, and in the end, I was getting, I was hitting three and four, but he was nine and, t- nine and 10, eight, nine and 10. Mental. Every 10. And, and Tony was the same. Yeah. Tony was the same. They're both, both uh, born goal scorers, mate. Born yeah. goal scorers. Incredible talent. Clive yeah. had Clive was some player, finishing yeah. wise. He was a good player. It was yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's part of that ninety two, ninety three sort of season, weren't it? it was the he yeah. scored the goal. He scored the, the the one that everyone went crazy at and everyone you know ran on the pitch and, and uh we, we, we tapping to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah? Yeah, it was tapping. Yeah, yeah. Cambridge United it was a tapping. I, I remember I remember playing in Cosenza on my I think it was one of my first starts and we played away. We we won one nil. And I, we should never have played it. It was underwater. We had to, we had to, um, we had to take our boots off because when you come out of the dressing room, it went down a tunnel. So we had to, to wade through the tunnel. There was like two foot of water in there, and the pitch was it was unplayable. But they played it because obviously the travelling and this, that, and the other. Well, mm. I went down the right. A few people would have seen that game, or they might have seen it. I whipped a ball in. Clive come in from twenty-five yards out, Ross, left foot volley. Top corner stanchion. It was just if, if if you've if you ever get to see that goal, yeah, sure. Like your many, what a goal! What a goal! What what a finisher! Yeah, he's a good. He was a yeah, and again, you know, we got him roughly towards you know the end of his career as well. You know, so to speak. You know, fair TC Russ saying that he kind of the first spell at West Ham, he kind of ended my West Ham career because we played Everton at home, and I had a couple of chances. Neville Stafford done well and saved against me. And uh, we, it was nil-nil. TC scored up the other end for Everton in the, I think, the 87th minute. And it was, the, I think that was the beginning of the end of my first spell at West Ham. Oh. But I, I remember that really well because I don't think I played again much after that. But it was ironic that TC scored the goal. Up yeah. The other end, as he often did. As he often did, yeah, wherever he played. Joda, yeah. it's been it's been lovely. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. And obviously, we had a we had a little phone call in the weekend weekend, which I really enjoyed as well. <laughs> it was just good fun. It's been absolutely brilliant chatting, man. Really appreciate your time. It's been really, really cool. And obviously, fa- thank you to everyone for watching. Obviously, um, you know, share, like, subscribe. You know, humbled by all the messages, everyone. Everyone, I comment, I read every one of them. Um, keep them stay, coming. Stay, stay safe, everyone, as well. Yeah, exactly. Even though it looks like we're coming to the end of it now, which is, which is a, which is, which, is, which looks good. Russ looks good. It back to the football, soon, hopefully. Back to the football. Hopefully, back to the pub soon, and it will be back to normal. <laughs> anyway, for me and Steve, take care, everybody. Stay safe, keep well, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Cheers, everyone. Bye, bye. It's great fun. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, we, had, we had some good shirts in during them time. The Dagger yeah, Moat shirt. Yeah. The, yeah. The, blue, the light blue with the two hoops I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I scored and, in that in the away in the FA Cup. Was, and do you know what? I remember that to the day. The fans, Russ. I was, we drew 1-1 one, one away. Yeah. Hey, it was Billy Bonds' Claret and Blarmy for 75 minutes. Mindy. For the moment we like, it was just incredible. I remember we took the whole of one stand-up. And obviously yeah. I was... And oh, I had a good game that day. And with things like that, you, things like that, you could never replace something like that. The atmosphere was just so good. And when you've scored, and obviously you're that kind of hero for the day, yeah. you don't get no better, you know? No. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.